Welcome to Talk Healthy to Me. I'm your host, Brindley Joyner, and on this podcast, we chat about living healthy, happy, and fulfilling lives. From fitness to relationships to business, we really cover it all. Let's get into it. Hello, hello, you guys. Welcome back to another episode. Happy Monday if you're listening to this on the day that it drops. If not, just happy whatever day it is. I have a very exciting episode for you guys today. I'm sure you already know it by the title and the description, but I'm going to bring on my husband today and just interview him, interrogate him, if you will, with all the questions that you guys wanted to know. I dropped a little question box on my Instagram. So anytime I do a Q&A, make sure you guys are heading over there to submit your questions because I want to get as many answered as possible. But before we get into that, before I officially bring Lucas on here, I wanted to give you guys a quick recap, let you know what's going on in my life, because I feel like this is just an easy place to get it all out there. But this episode will actually go live after it happens, so I can finally say it. I am surprising my best friend in South Africa. So we haven't seen Shanae in years, and she lives in South Africa. We met her because she was in America as an au pair here, and she quickly became one of um, mine and my roommate and other best friends, best friends. And then she had to move back to South Africa. So it's been really sad and a long-distance friendship, but we are leaving tomorrow to go surprise her. So that is a huge thing in my life right now. We're going to be taking like a 15 or 16 hour flight. And right now her boyfriend is in on the surprise and he's going to pick us up from the airport acting like he is picking up one of his friends. And when they get there, it's going to be me and my friend Stephanie surprising Shanae. So I'm so pumped for that. I can't wait to show you guys clips if we get like BTS of the surprise and everything. It's going to be so fun. And my heart is just so happy knowing that that's about to happen. So that's kind of a recap of what I'm doing this week. Um, But other than that, Life has been amazing. Life has been good. I'm really excited for the spring. I feel like it's slowly getting, you know, three to five degrees warmer every couple of weeks. And I just feel like it's summer is so close. And that makes me very excited. The water in Florida is so cold. So the cold plunges are still happening occasionally, but everything is slowly starting to warm up and get sunnier. And I can just feel my personality coming back. So I'm happy right now. Life is great. And that's my little recap. Okay. I really don't have anything else to say because I'm just excited to get into this because I haven't been able to sit down with my hubby and just ask him so many questions in like one sitting. So we're going to do that right now and I'm going to bring him on. Lucas, welcome to the podcast. What's up, everybody? I'm here. I'm really excited. Um, Yeah, I'm just excited to get into it and get, as she said, interrogated. That's what I'm a little (laughs) bit scared of, but no, it'll be fun. I haven't we started the first few episodes with me on a couple of them. Um, yeah, and then, throwback. Yeah, no. And I haven't been on one in a while, so I'm excited. But um, yeah, I'm Let's stoked get to get into it. it. <laughs> they actually had so many questions for you. I didn't know yeah, what okay. we were going to get when I asked, but there's some really good ones. So I'm going to scroll through right now. Oh, there's um, so many. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're probably going to try to answer like 10 to 15, and then maybe we'll have to do a, tar- a part two with you. Um, the okay. first one is how did you get started with He Would Love First? And I think I want to ask that one first because I feel like that's also the time where I was meeting you when we were becoming friends in college. And so it kind of like sets the foundation of where our friendship even started. So yeah, give them a spiel on how you started He Would Love First and what your life looked like when you were starting it. Okay. So just to give a little background, because I think it kind of goes into the story here. So I was blessed uh, enough and fortunate enough to have a background in soccer. So I grew up playing soccer my whole life, which put me at the spot where He Would Love First came about. Um, I was playing in college at Georgia State is where I met Brindley as well. 
But I was at Georgia State and my roommate at the time um, is now my best friend, business partner, everything um, is kind of where it came out of, I guess, was birthed um, through that kind of relationship. Um, so, yeah. So he would love first is answering WWJD, what would Jesus do, which is that famous saying, and everyone knows it by the bracelets. I grew up wearing the bracelets my whole life, basically. Um, and yeah, so that was the answer to that question. It came about in a couple of different areas um, from the question needing an answer. And then my roommate, Casey, um, getting asked the question by um, a teammate and was wondering if it was going to need an answer at that time. Like, so if they asked, hey, what does your bracelet stand for? What would Jesus do? And then that was expected to be like, well, what would he do? And so from there, you know, it came with some, you know, questions and um, trying to figure out what that looked like. And being in Atlanta, there's, you know, uh, quote unquote, hate preachers walking around saying, you know, um, you're going to hell, you're a sinner, um, you deserve to go to hell. Some some things like that that we didn't really agree with. But um, so through all of that kind of going on, we knew at its core what Jesus would do at the beginning more than, you know, tell him, tell someone they're mad at you or he's mad at you or he hates you or, you know, you're a sinner, you're going to hell if you don't change is everything would be done out of love that first, you know, bit. And so that's where love first came. And then to put it where it made sense with the WWJD, what would Jesus do? He would love first. Um, and so there's a lot that goes into kind of where it came from. But ultimately, it was kind of us living the life, Casey coming up with, you know, love first, us talking about it. And then it just got rooted into that. And then after that, this can be can turn into a long answer. So I don't want it to. But <laughs> there's a lot of like roller coaster of we, you know, came up with the bracelet. Um, we were just going to hand them out through Atlanta to people that, you know, were trying to fight these hate preachers. Hey, tell people like gospel is something different than this. It might, you know, look the same, but it's definitely different than, Hey, Jesus hates you. You're going to hell. And you guys Um, were going to do it for free. Just like hand them out. Right. So that's kind of where it started was buying a quick bulk of bracelets, hand them out for free. People started handing us a dollar bill, $2 bills at that time. And then we were like, wait a minute, let's just put this money back into another batch. And then it slowly became a business and a very funny business at the beginning. Like we're licking envelopes, uh, writing addresses on the (laughs) front of an envelope that someone would Venmo us. And that's how we thought we were making a business. Um, it was so, crazy. Yeah, there's a there's a lot to that, a lot of funny stories. And, and um, that's, that's when I met Lucas. So when yeah. I came to Georgia State, I met Lucas, and we were friends for a while. And we would always be, my group of girlfriends would go to the group of guy friends' apartment, and we were all just one big friend group. And I remember the the ground up of their business was literally like he's saying taking envelopes putting the bracelet in and licking it and sometimes the girls would come down there and try to help them do orders and like cut off whatever the stickers were that yeah. you started labeling like very very small from the ground up type of business and then it was so cool to watch him we were friends for like a little over a year before we started actually dating and it was so cool as friends to watch their business grow and their hearts grow with the mission and they did so many like little outreaches on the campus and it was just so cool to see it evolve while we were in college and now fast forward like four years from then four it's like, yeah, yeah, it's a little bit lower than that now. Really? It's like, it's weird because well, we now I'm out of college. But 
I know we're it's about six years, yeah. Dang. Since the original well, like beginning, yeah. Fast forward, I guess six years now, and seeing how their business has absolutely flourished and thrived, and we get DMs from people just sharing crazy stories about how he would love first impacted their life, and seeing people wear it in like every state in lots of different countries. It's just so incredible, and so proud of them. So proud of Lucas and all of the boys from the He Would Love First team, and and seeing that they just like stuck with this mission and combated so many like trials in the business because I mean you can imagine four boys just trying to figure out how to run a business from their apartment in college so many troubles came with that it was the typical dorm room kind of life or business because we were never even after even after it started we weren't you know going after a business really and we just kind of kept falling into certain different bracelets and then got into t-shirts and now today we're you know, t-shirts, hoodies, um, other clothing, accessories, bracelets, yeah. obviously like our core where the, the company was birthed out of. Um, but yeah, man, we're just but trying to seeing you guys go from ground up to now, how crazy it is and seeing you handle every trial with just like, okay, how do we figure this out? And not knowing any like step or guide, but just figuring it out is so cool. YouTube and YouTube and YouTube. just yeah. a lot of hours trying to figure it out, but it is fun. It's amazing. And we're just trying to, you know, Spread yeah. Jesus's love to to anyone, and we and we just felt called to kind of keep pouring, you know, dope messages like God messages and Jesus to the world through clothing, and that's kind of yeah where it just kept going, and now we um it's just so much fun. Yeah, um, the next question kind of transitions into other businesses, so I want to ask this. Um, Shauna Marie Lee said, "What's it What's it like working with your significant other?" And so I want to preface this with now. So that is kind of like Lucas's thing. He would the first. I'm not really involved in any of the marketing or the business side of that. Um, but we do have other businesses together now. We have Honey Honey Swim and we have Kaizos, and then he helps me with YouTube stuff and you know my personal brand business. So I think this question is more for those. Um, and again, she said, "What's it like working with your significant other?" It's amazing. Um, it truly is amazing. Now, amazing things can still be hard. Um, so it it is the best thing ever. It is like why, you know, one of the big reasons why I fell in love with her just because of her drive, her entrepreneurship. Um, and yeah, just the, like her, her drive to be better and then it went into business. And so that's one of the big reasons I fell in love with her is because it was, her mind was the same as mine and a lot of those things. So amazing on all that aspects that we get to work together, that we get to talk together about, you know, big goals, business goals, all of that stuff. Um, but it is hard because we do work from home um, for the most part. Sometimes, you know, she'll head to the gym to record and I'll head to the a coffee shop to meet with people. But for the most part, we work from home. And so that means a close proximity 24-7. Um, and so that can get like, hey, I need to work on some stuff. Hey, I can't meet with that company right now. I have my own stuff. And so it does does get hard at times trying to like, um, I guess, time gap and time segment each other's day so it matches because like she said, we do things together, but we also do a lot differently. I, she does more, you know, YouTube and her fitness app and all of that herself. And then I do He Would Love First by myself. So like times can't always match up where it's like, hey, I have a quick question on a honey. And she's like, well, I'm recording right now. I can't um, you know, do that. So it's a learning process for sure. It's amazing, but it, it does come with yeah. its hardships and trying to figure out each other's days and what that looks like. Brinley's a really early riser straight to work. I'm usually early riser. I, I like to enjoy, you know, a little time to myself and then maybe into a workout and stuff. So then sometimes our schedules get 
you know, in opposite directions where she might, you know, work out in the middle of the day. I yeah. might want to be sauning in the middle in the morning and stuff like that. Yeah. So I think too, when you first, so say you are working from home with your significant other, or you're both doing the same job. I think we kind of felt a pressure right away to do everything together, to literally have our desks in the same room, to be like collaborating on business stuff, nonstop, to be talking nonstop. And I think what we've learned over the past three years of being married and working from home together is it's okay to still time segment our days and have our own tasks and do alone stuff while we're both at the house. And I think that's really healthy too, Um, especially going into different communication styles and the way that we just function differently. I think it's definitely a learning journey and a learning experience to know that with work, I have a totally different way and a different schedule with communicating and getting things done. Like he was saying, I like to wake up, wake up early, get everything done right away, just go hard and then take breaks in between. Um, and he's more of like a pace it out, like handle one thing at a time, just yeah. like different ways. So understanding each other and getting used to that was definitely hard in the beginning. So if that's you and you're struggling and you're like, I don't know what we're doing wrong. Like we get frustrated at each other or whatever. I feel like that's really normal and it takes time to get adjusted and used to a schedule where you're both with each other 24 seven. I'll give you an example real quick. So Brinley is the queen of starting something. And then if she needs to take a break, she takes a break. She'll (laughs) pause it right then and there. I'm someone that if a problem comes up and I I need to fix it in that sitting and do everything I possibly can to fix it right then and there, which if we're working together on something like that becomes a big issue. She's like, well, I, I blocked out my day here. I need to go tan and walk Ziggy. And I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm trying to finish this. So it works now and it's fixed and stuff. And so, um, just a little example there, but it it is the best thing in the world. I wouldn't change it for anything. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. This question goes a little bit of a different route. This Uh (laughs) this was so funny. Um, she said, this is from Hallie and Hallie said, does he have a single brother? LOL. (laughs) (laughs) I do not. I I only have one sister and she's married as well. So (laughs) He's got some friends though. I do have a few friends. Um, The next question is, what's something that makes a husband feel respected or appreciated by his wife? I love that question. I think that is so good. It's going to be good for me to hear this answer, (laughs) (laughs) a refreshing of this answer, but I think it's going to be really cool to have your insight on this. Okay. Just so I get this right. Can you read it to me one more time? What's something that makes a husband feel respected and appreciated by his wife? Hmm. You can give like multiple things too. I I think one of the biggest things right off the top of my head is one respecting, um, and this goes back into kind of working together, his time or things that he loves, like in his time. <laughs> she's, she's smiling at me right when I said it. Um, just like, so the, it, I don't know if this is everybody's life, but respecting things they like to do with their time. So it's not always you know, they're not always expected to be at your hip doing exactly what you need them to um, and respecting what they like because no girl really likes football. No girl really likes the amount of time usually guys work out for and stuff like that. So Wait, just I got to stop. You're going to get blasted right there. Some girls love football. <laughs> I'm sorry. I said some. I said some. Okay, carry on. No, but just respecting the thing that they love and like before you start dating. Yeah. It's really what it comes to is what I'm trying to say here. It's not really time or anything. It's like whatever they love to do before they met you or before you guys got married and now things look different, like try to still respect that if it's still, you know, 
allowing y'all's relationship to flourish. Yeah. Obviously, if it's like, you know, he wants to be at the bar for five hours drinking and stuff, that's totally different. But if it's like, I love working out and I used to work out for such a long time and sauna and wellness. And then when I got married to Brindley, it was just a little bit different because I had another priority and responsibility to be a husband. Um, And so learning how to even do that for myself, like alter that time was big, but also her respect to me that, hey, he really enjoys working out for maybe some extended amount of time. So just respecting, well, respecting, well, (laughs) respecting, um, respecting what they love to do before you guys got married or started dating. Yeah, that is tough because we always talk about when you are single or even when you're dating, it's so different than when you're married because in that time you have the luxury of being selfish with your time. When you're single, it's all yours. You can literally wake up and think, what do I want to do? What do I want to do today? What is my heart calling me to do? What do I feel like? And then you can just go do that without- Or if you want to do nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Or like, do I want to just be lazy and lay on the couch all day? Like you have the luxury of literally thinking, what do I want to do? And just doing it right then. And it doesn't cross your mind of like, I have another human that I kind of like need to and want to spend time with. It's more so just like, I get to do whatever I want to do. But when you're, I guess, engaged or married, you start to notice a shift of- no, I'm one with this person. Like we're no longer two separate people. We are like combined as one. And that requires a little bit of sacrifice in my time and the way that I do things and the way I communicate. It's going to require a little bit of push and pull to come to a place where you both feel appreciated in that relationship. Mm -hmm. And I think definitely in our first year of marriage, that was something that we had to really get used to. Um, especially when we are both kind of working from home and doing everything like close to each other, close to each other nonstop. We talk about some relationships. We always have this realization of like, dang, there's some relationships out there that people both go to different jobs. Maybe they're 30 minutes away. Maybe they're an hour away and they're there all day and they don't see each other till they get home at 6 PM. And I know there's a lot of people that have schedules like that, that are listening. So I can't speak to experience on people that are in a relationship like that, but I can speak to the people that are working from home or have a job that's very closely related to their spouse. And that is hard to figure out and it takes time to get there. But I think it just takes baby steps and trying to put the other person first in some instances, but then still explaining your needs and what makes you happy as well. Cause it's a balance of both. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. That's hard, hard question. Yeah. Um, next question. Your answer was really good though. I will say He said, especially about like working out, that was one thing for me. He loves all these crazy challenges. And that's for me as a wife, sometimes really hard to just want to like be like, okay, yeah, go run a hundred miles because it scares me. So (laughs) that was actually... We did. That was actually a little uh, disagreement we had the other day. He wanted to run a hundred miles and I was like, babe, can we just just not? Can we just do a marathon? I wasn't allowed to. I got had to sacrifice. So we're definitely working on some of those. (laughs) All right. Um, This question is, what is one of the biggest changes he has made in his life that's had an impact on his health? That's good. Wow. Um, That is, that's a loaded question there. Um, So I'm going to preface this. I've always, or my family has, my my mom is a G. She's always been pretty um, smart when it comes to like keeping up with the the health trends of, you know, this is in and this is out and this isn't good for you. This is. So she's always been like, Hey, very whole food based, 
keeping up with, you know, like if things pop up and toxins and chemicals and fragrances and all this stuff. So a lot of it is due is from her. So I've had a childhood and high school and everything of pretty healthy eating and healthy lifestyle. Um, but I think in that one of the biggest things I've done is, is just realizing how much is processed. I, yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. I know it's cliche and super easy to say, but I think the biggest thing I realized was how much is processed and then un- start understanding what is processed and what's not processed. What does that mean? How does um, things that are processed, like made and bagged and the mass production that a lot of, them, a lot of the those foods are in. And so once I started realizing that, I think my eyes just were open to like, dang, I don't I don't want to eat something processed that's making, you know, I'm throwing numbers here, you know, a million bags of cereal or a million yeah. bags of chips or whatever. Um, and so then I just started like playing that in my head of mass production of the, you know, potatoes that are making these chips that are fried in this that make a million bags of Lay's a year or something. Um, and so I think it was that realizing how much is processed, what is processed, and then obviously taking that and going, I'm going to try to cut that out as much as possible and just go for a really whole based, whole food based diet. Mm -hmm. Um, and whether that's vegetables, meats, I never really swapped any, anything like that. Um, I'm just try, I just try to stick to anything that's not that processed and more whole based. Um, that's really swapped, um, my mindset and, you know, put me toward the more healthy mindset. Um, I agree. As far as anything, I think that's what kind of started my thing of trying to figure out, okay, if this is processed then like, what do candles look like? What do fragrances look like? What do water, what does water look like? Bottled water. And then, so I just started like going down that rabbit hole in a bunch of different areas. I think that's what kind of swapped me over in um, the biggest change. But again, I was, I did grow up in a family that was, and I'm blessed to grow up in a family that, um, you know, was always seeking the healthier option and the healthiest as possible. Yeah. And one thing I'll say is knowledge is power. And Lucas is always researching, watching videos. I'll catch him at like 12 o'clock at night. I'm trying to go to bed and he's like watching something about (laughs) the the toxins in your water bottle and what's going on. But I think if you're in a place and you're listening and you're like, how do you guys find out about all this health stuff? And how do you know what's truly healthy when there's so many things on the internet? I would say use the internet as something to spark your motivation to look into stuff, but don't use it as truth. And I'm talking, sorry, not the internet. I'm talking about social media. So when you see like a TikTok pop up telling you like, this is the best way to eat, yeah. like use it as a spark of inspiration to be like, Ooh, that's interesting. Like, let me go research that. And then go find the websites that are like .org, .gov that have real solid information or from doctors that you trust watching YouTube videos from them are really good. Do your own research. It's out there. It's free. And this day and age, it is the easiest time to truly get knowledge for free from anywhere. You just want to make sure your sources are correct. And if it's something that you're like struggling with or frustrated with in health, just go take, you know, an hour out of your day to sit down and just Google something and research it and look into it because that's what Lucas has done for a lot of it. And again, he did grow up with a mom that is super healthy and knows her stuff and that helps. But most of the time, Lucas is just researching anything he has a question about. And it's helped me a lot because I don't have to do as much as the work. I just get to hear what he learns. So that's really helpful. Um, But it's cool to see someone that just takes health so seriously. And the fact that he takes time out of his day to go look up stuff and to dive deeper into things that he hears online. Yep. And like she said, it's just when you 
when you are researching and watching videos and Netflix series and stuff, you always have to take stuff with a grain of salt. And yeah. you never know like who's paying for that movie to be made, who, what brand is paying that, you know, if it is an influencer or something to say that thing. Um, so always proceed with caution, take it with a grain of salt, maybe do your own little research into, you know, a random website that no one's ever, you know, put out like blasted on social media. And then you start reading there and go, wow, this is yeah. kind of saying something a little different. And then you just, and just, I think the root of all of it is just keeping it very simple. Yeah, It makes sense that eating a one to two to three ingredient food is better than eating a crazy process. It just makes sense. Like, so just, yeah. that's probably the biggest thing out of all of them is the ingredient list. Hey, stay underneath five and I promise you're going to feel better, um, work out better. Life's going to be better. You're going to feel like more confident, skin look better. It just starts yeah. um, okay. stacking on top of each other. This isn't a question from them, but on top of this, I want to give the listeners a tangible way to create a meal. So if you're creating a plate for dinner, give them something that they can make on their own. That's just a couple ingredients that you think is just really healthy and good for your body. Personally? Yeah. I think uh, a meat, obviously. So I think beef is a very good option. I know that's obviously controversy there, but I think it's one of the most um, bio bioavailable foods that you're getting the most nutrient nutrients from. But chicken, fish, making sure any kind of fish is wild caught, not farm raised. Um, and then you have your carbs, simple rice, sweet potato. Um, try to keep those all the potatoes all organic. Rice, same thing if possible. Obviously, if budget allows you. Um, some kind of carb like that with, you know, your vegetables, um, zucchini, squash, um, broccoli, broccoli, you know, the, <laughs> you out. it's just like, it's, it's kind of the standard plate, you know, yeah. you got a, a beef, a carb, I mean, a protein, a carb and some kind of vegetable like that. I love it. Okay. On to a different question. And then fruit, fruit, oh, big yeah. time fruit. We're big fruit bats here. So that, that's <laughs> Any snack is straight fruit. That's we it. love fruit in this household. Okay, this question is, when does Lucas want to have kids? Oh, just swapping it up, going from straight up health to kids. Give um, me your answer. Let's hear it, buddy. I think originally I wanted to have kids really young. Um, we you said know, three years after marriage. We said three years, but even before I was married, before I met Brinley, I was always like, when I'm 24, I want to have kids just so I can be a young dad. Um, cause my dad was young when I think he was 23, 24 when they had kids. And so, um, that's all, always what I wanted. And then once we got married, obviously it was a little bit later. I think what were you we, 24 when I got married? So it was like, yeah, yeah. I was wait, maybe before then, were you 23 and I, I was might have been 23. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. So, and then that obviously changed cause I'm not, we're not, we didn't want to have a kid right away. And then the business endeavors and, you know, having, where we were living because we bounced from Atlanta to LA and then we wanted to travel a lot. And so that kind of all swapped once we got married and once, you know, business kind of was, you know, taking off and we could look at different outlets for business and things we wanted to do and travel and stuff. So right now I'd say in about two to three years is when I'm, <laughs> when I'm 29, I'd like to, to have a kid. I we'll think. see. So that's in, I'm 27. So in two years, but you know, we've gone back and forth. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. I'm not on um, any type of birth control other than a natural birth control. So nothing's promised, yeah, my okay. dude. <laughs> All right. This one's a simple one. What is your favorite exercise and why? Oh, there's so many. Um, I guess type of working out, I guess is what we're going to call it. I love CrossFit. 
Um, well, I don't know if this person is asking like a single exercise, like a squat, yeah. or if they're saying a type. So maybe well, I'll just give, give them a little both. Yeah. Um, even though it's not my strong suit or anything, I love. I guess there's like body weight stuff. I love burpees. Like burpees, burpees are like I I can. You tell me to go max out burpees or death by burpees or a hundred burpee max like t- for time. I'm in. I'm that's, in I, any day. That sounds like a psycho. It is so weird. Yeah, that sounds like a red flag. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, and then if you go like weight uh, based, it's not like anything I'm crazy strong on or anything. But I love squats just because you do actually kind of filled your whole body. It's just such a hard exercise, um, complex exercise that everything's just burning when you do it basically. Um, and then as far as like type, like I said, I love CrossFit. Um, I just love the, there's a strength aspect. There's a, you know, a cardio aspect and there's like a metabolic conditioning aspect in it. And then there's like a competition as well. So you're always like, you're on a time or for time or, um, trying to do something as fast as possible. So he also loves a good challenge. He did the yeah. 50 mile race. He just ran a half marathon with a weighted vest on. Yeah. What was that I triathlon do, thing you did with Doug in the water? Yeah. Uh, half, half, half triathlon, half Ironman. Yeah. Um, he's crazy. I, I, I do like a good run, but running for me is more of a, yeah, like she said, a challenge. It's not so much like I'll just go hit, hit some miles for fun. It's not the most enjoyable to me. Cause I like a little more, um, Little, I don't like the little slow runs, but I will. If we're going to run 50 miles, I'm going to push myself to get 50 miles. Um, yeah. yeah. Like a little competition challenge. Um, the next question, I got a lot of this one actually because I shared, I think it was on a vlog or something that I said, you never get sick. And it's so true. This man, I think he's gotten sick maybe once in the full like three years yeah, of almost, marriage. Almost died. Um, <laughs> so, and he got sick from me. I got him sick. So this question is, what are his immunity tips and tricks? So Spill, I guess, any supplements that you take, things you do in your daily routine, any practices you learned from your mom growing up, all about immunity. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to, I'll say say a few here. I, and I think if you do these, I, I swear life will be different. Um, so I take a cold, hot and cold shower every single morning. So every single morning I, you know, hot shower, relax myself, time to myself. And then I immediately turn into cold. I like step out of the shower and wait till it gets freezing cold, shock my system, bang. Next thing I do and I prioritize is my hydration. So I, before I put anything in my body, I drink at least probably 20 to 24 ounces of water with salt. Um, Salt being a key factor to hydrate your cells. Um, Sauna is a huge thing. Wait, wait, what type of salt? You know so you have Redmond and then Celtic, I've or Celtic or whatever the I think it's a I think it's Celtic. It's Celtic, but I think I think it's an Irish thing, so they call oh. it Celtic salt. I think maybe I, I'm not sure about that one. One of those two, I've heard both are great, so I just use both, kind of like inner inner um, twine them yeah. in, into my water and stuff. Little pinch of salt, handful, straighten my tongue, drink some water, and then I'll pour it into my um, cups of water throughout the day. And then I'm drinking a lot of water throughout the day. Um, and then to add a few, so I, um, red light, I always, I'm big red light, whether I was, it usually was the infrared sauna, but now that we have the normal sauna, I'm looking to get a panel for that red light panel. Sauna is a huge one. I will, I will go to my grave saying saunas have like cure everything. And you can look at the science. This isn't me. 
Um, I'm just reading other people's, you know, what, articles and stuff. From your perspective, though, what is the science behind the sauna that we have now? Because I know it's different than the infrared. I know it gets a lot hotter. So what do you think about that helps with immunity? So the heat. It, a lot of viruses and diseases can't live in the heat. Gotcha. Um, and so, yeah, that's just, it's, I, th- I think the studies they say is 170 and above, I believe, maybe 175. Um, Fahrenheit. I'm not sure if they, yeah, Fahrenheit. I'm not sure if they've ever done studies below that, but I know that's kind of the, the range they say anything um, above that. And um, Andrew Huberman's a big, big guy. I listen to a lot, but I don't know the exact minutes of how many minutes a week it decreases your percentage by like some large, like 50 or 60% of getting stuff. Um, so sauna is a big one. And then also the, the cold contrast. So in the shower, I know it works. It's not as beneficial. So we do have an ice barrel. Um, so the sauna, it's a cold plunge back and forth doing that at least, you know, twice, three times a week sessions like that, um, shocking the system and allowing, um, cold shock proteins out of the liver and your, um, body just to kind of like cells to rejuvenate and kill the bad stuff. Um, How long do you stay when you're doing a contrasting session from the sauna to the ice barrel? How long do you usually stay in the sauna and how long in the ice barrel? So I've heard a few different, um, ways to go about it, but for me, I go about 15, 10 to 15, depending on how hot it is. If we're talking like high 200, like 210 around that range is really hard. Um, but somewhere around 10 to 15 marks. So I'm feeling pretty, pretty good in the sauna. And then you jump in the ice bath. Some people go about three to five minutes. Sometimes it's just the shock of the system might be enough. Um, so there, I think there's not, there's studies that prove hundred percent works, but the minutes and stuff are all over the place when you kind of look at different articles and different people. Um, so I think, you know, above a minute to two minutes when you're feeling cold, you're, I think you're good enough by getting the, the shock, um, from your body. Um, and then that obviously comes with mental and, you know, health, health reasons, physical stuff too. So there's so many benefits in that. And so you go around like two to three rounds. I don't think there's any set standard really. I just think they, they know it works, but then trying to figure out and do a ton of studies on the exact, um, framework is, is going to be near impossible anytime in our lifetime to like figure that exactly out. So just kind of like ballpark ranges there. I know you also for a while, like got into a lot of different breathing exercises and doing that sometimes before bed or like right when you wake up in the morning. And I know that that has a lot to do with your nervous system and releasing stress in your body, which I know when you're highly stressed, then your body is, um, more receptive to catching disease or to catching viruses and stuff. So can you talk on that a little about uh, on that a little bit, maybe whether it's deep breathing or just anything that you do to release stress so that you're not in a state to catch a virus very quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I still do that. I used to do it a lot more and have like a time segment segmented in my day to do it. Now I just kind of do it throughout my day of different, um, exercises, man. And I'm a big believer that I don't think anyone's figured out really anything as far as health. I think everyone is hitting the markets. No one's ever going to hit the bullseye. So like, Wim Hof and stuff is great. I think honestly feeling what your body and being in tune with your body and doing your own breathing exercises, I honestly think is great. I don't think we breathe enough in general in life and they've proven that through the nose, the oxygen to the brain, that's not being done enough. So I think just sitting five minutes and just breathing through your nose really slow out through your mouth and different um, ranges is great. But if you do want to look up a YouTube for breathing exercises, Wim Hof, um, really breathing in through the nose, exhaling out the, 
the mouth and then, um, you know, breathing in through the nose and holding for a four second count. I believe there's like a four, seven, eight. Um, and there's also like a four by four, right. That you breathe in for four, exhale for four. So there's so many. And I, that one's box breathing. I practiced that for a while and it calms down your nervous system so much. So you inhale for four and then you hold it at the top for four, exhale for four, hold it for four. And you just practice that over and over until you feel your nerves just calm down. I do that a lot. Yeah. So there's so many different things, man. And I, I, all of them will benefit you so much, even just staying in tune with your body going, Hey, I'm going to sit here for five minutes and just practice breathing, really filling up your lungs with air and then just slowly letting it out. A lot of people say like a little whistle, um, you know, open your mouth just a little Do bit <laughs> and just, and you just like let it slowly come out of your lungs and then you breathe big, deep breath in through the nose and do the same thing. Yeah. Um, doing that five minutes a day, I swear you'll open your eyes after it. It's like a little meditation, not in a creepy or weird way at all. You open your eyes and you're like, man, I'm, I feel good. I've never got this much oxygen to my brain in my life. Well, it's Um, so weird. It's weird to do something and take control of something that your body does involuntarily to actually take control and be like, no, I know that my body's going to keep doing this no matter what, because that's what it's programmed to do. But let me take control for a second and really do it the way that I want to and put intention behind it. Like sitting in that for a second gives you just a different sense of control over your body and over your health and definitely has so many benefits physically and mentally. So I think that's really cool to look into. And oxygen, just the, your body needs, literally needs oxygen. So just doing that is going to benefit you a ton. What about supplements? I know we hit like the cold exposure, the sauna, breathing, all of that. But in terms of just like if somebody's wanting to just start adding a couple supplements into their life to benefit their immunity or support their immunity, are there any off the top of your head that you're like, oh, this might be interesting to try out for you? Obviously we're not doctors and we're not recommending you're trying to cure anything officially, but this is just like from our experience. Take everything we say, especially I say if I go into too much of passion speaking um, with a grain of salt, of course. Yeah. Um, But I would say probiotic is a big one. I think a lot of your vitamins are coming from uh, your food and what you're eating. So I I do think, you know, there's a way to get majority of them from your foods. Um, I do take, you know, beef organs. I'm kind of a big believer in beef liver pills and stuff. Um, And then... You have a brand you want to link? Um, I mean, I think they all kind of somewhat do one. I know everyone's bashes liver King and you know, his lifestyle might be not what I totally agree with, but I don't think his supplements are bad. So an- ancestral supplements and then, um, heart and soil is another great one. Um, and I mean, there's someone on Amazon that as long as you're staying in the or- organic grass fed beef liver realm, yeah. I don't think you're ever going to go wrong there. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones. I have zinc. Yeah. Zinc and, um, quartan is good when you're like kind of immune system is, you know, maybe feeling a little optimized or if you're traveling, taking some, uh, some of that, those, um, uh, what I take are those some joint supplements, pouches. We've been loving those yeah, beekeepers, um, propolis plus vitamin C pouches from beekeepers. Naturals yeah. are great. And then getting some kind of, you know, healthy greens, AG1, all that stuff. You, you yeah. get a lot of vitamins from that. And then honey, great. I'm I down honey, so much honey. Make sure it's organic and um, raw. But yeah, okay. I don't. There's not many too many too many supplements I take for health. I think a lot of it is for performance on my end. Yeah. Um, electrolytes is a big one with your waters. Make making sure you're drinking, you know, the salt in your water, but also the um, hydration electrolytes. Yeah. A lot of people think just drinking water, but it's got to be able to be passed into those cells. 
um, which is you need sodium salt and then um, a lot of electrolytes like the Redmond actually Relight, I believe it's called. Um, there's Paleo yeah. Valley we like a lot and there's a few other ones and hopefully soon we'll have some kinds of electrolytes we're working on. So, Ooh, um, but yeah, that was, that was definitely a loaded question and a loaded answer. I feel like we could talk about it yeah, and nerd sorry. out for the longest time, but I hope you got a little gist of it right there. And I think that just goes to show Lucas is so passionate about all things, holistic health, and it's so cool to learn from him. So definitely in the comments on like the reviews of this, and even in DMS, let us know if there's a specific subject that you would love to hear Lucas just talk about fully in depth on one podcast. Cause I feel like we could get on and do that for a full hour just on one topic. I think that would be so fun. I just love being but, my best self. So it comes out in a lot of health yeah. and wellness and workout stuff. It's so. really cool to learn from. All right. Fire um, me some quicker ones. Here. Yeah. Well, I wanted to get into some, I let you have your moment with the health <laughs> and wellness ones. Cause I know you truly want to answer those. And I know a lot of the, the listeners wanted to ask that too, but I want to get into more of the cheesy relationship ones. Cause oh. there are a lot. So this one is how, and when did he know you were the one and the is all caps. All caps. Yeah. The, um, so I don't know if, for people that haven't heard our story, we had a little, you know, little funny story at the beginning of us being friends and, um, mutual, like, crushes relationships all that kind of stuff so we were friends for a year basically a year um and then i have no idea i i think it's just god put it on my heart or it was time i have no idea she was just i saw her as a friend and that was it and then all of a sudden she left for um la she went to la to be a sweat cycle instructor for um the whole summer right two three months yeah she was training and getting that job and stuff and so I was out playing soccer in Asheville. And so we were just doing our own thing. We might've kept up on like a group message or something in our friend group message. And then, um, yeah, we got back to school. It was my senior year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in my junior year. Yeah. I I believe that was, yeah. And then I don't, I don't know. It just, something clicked. And I just remember vividly going like, wait a minute, she's like attractive. Like, and I say attractive. (laughs) She's actually cute. (laughs) No, people take attractive as cute or pretty or whatever. I've always, I always thought she was pretty, but attractive meaning I was like attracted to her. Um, and so people don't ever take that the right way and think I was (laughs) saying she's not pretty. Um, but no, one day I just was like, and I vividly remember it when we got back and stuff. She just like, was she acted different she like looked different i have no idea and i was just like uh this is weird but in my mind i was exactly the same yeah and i was i was like actually attracted to her and like i want to pursue her type thing wasn't it at the class i was teaching the spin class and he says he had this moment i don't i went to when she got back she was now instructor in atlanta and so our friend group came and we're like let's support brindley let's all go to the sweat cycle it was hell. It was the worst thing ever. It was so hot in there. and It's a heated infrared room with spin. Yeah. So and you can so imagine. I, you know, maybe in workout or whatever, I was like, oh, this is going to be a breeze, super easy. And then it was in that class. I saw her up there. She was obviously yelling at me to, <laughs> to work out harder and spin whatever faster. And I was like dying. And I don't know what it was. It was the beginning of that her like wrapping everyone up and like leading the class in the class. And then afterwards, um, I just remember going, Oh frick, like uh, that, that's weird. Um, and just thinking, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm attracted to her. It was crazy. And I think we can both relate to this or say the same thing pretty much. 
we had a very different experience and I feel like a lot of people have with relationships because we were in such a close friend group. There were so many girls and guys in it and we were like all best friends. And so to transition from all of us being friends to then letting them know that we liked each other was a big deal. It was like, we were afraid of it. We were nervous to tell everyone it was just going to be, it was going to feel weird in our heads. And so we kind of had to have this idea of, you know, either we stay friends or we get married. Like there's this whole like dating and trying it out and then breaking up can't happen. Like our friend group is so valuable to us and we don't want to just like do this if we don't think it's going to be the one and long-term. It just been so long. We were friends too. Yeah. And so when we started dating, like before we even called each other boyfriend and girlfriend, I can confidently say I knew I was going to marry him no matter what. And that's the only reason I even was like, okay, I can date this guy now. It's crazy. Like before he was my boyfriend, I was like, I know for sure he's the one I'm going to marry, which was wild. Really? Well, yeah, because I knew I knew if I started dating you and then it was just like a fling or we ended up breaking up, it would cause a catastrophe. Is that the word catastrophe? (laughs) It would it would mess up the whole friend group and it would just feel so weird after being friends for so long. So I just knew it had to be that way. And it it really was. Um, Yeah. Okay. what's the next question? Okay, another cute, cheesy one, just so you can hype me up a little bit more. (laughs) What is his favorite thing about you? Favorite thing? I think I said it a little bit earlier, um, but it is her drive. Um, And it is her independence, but also like, you know, needing me technically, but it's also her independence that she doesn't need me. And I think that's awesome to see and a, you know, to see her relationship with God and, and her faith and stuff that she... You know, in life, a wife does need a husband, but at the same time doesn't because she, her relationship with God is, you know, obviously first priority. Yeah, we desire um, a husband, but we're fulfilled by God. Exactly. Um, and so she doesn't get her fulfillment from me. So you see her independence and her drive and everything. And I saw that from day one, literally when that attraction, I think that's what kind of started, I guess her going to LA, her independence grew a ton and like just being this person that was like, this is me and I have, you know, I'm taking on this job and this class and it just kind of like all built when she was in LA. I have no idea, but her drive, her energy for life, for business and just getting better every single day. Um, and her, ind- her, ind- her being independent is, is massive to me. Cause like, I know she loves me. I know she wants me to help her in all these things, but also it like makes like bragging rights when I know she like doesn't need me. I don't know. It's, it's a weird yeah. feeling. Cause I know a lot of people like when, you know, someone needs them. Um, but for me, I think it's so attractive watching her just like be a boss and do her own thing, but then talking to me if she needs me or coming to me when she needs me, but it's not like out of a, uh, like Brinley said, like a fulfillment side. Yeah. Well, thank you. That was yeah. so sweet. I think I can speak into that a little bit from a girl's perspective. And like he was saying, when I was in LA doing my own thing and then came back to teach the spin class, that was a transformational time for me. I felt like I really found who I was and I grew in my self-confidence and my self-worth so much there. And I think if we would have started dating before that, it would have been a train wreck. <laughs> but the fact that I really found like who I was in my core and the things that I liked. And I learned to truly love myself and be okay with going out and getting lunch by myself and hanging out with myself. And like he's saying, having that independence and being comfortable in it, um, it fueled confidence in me. And I feel like at that moment I was ready to step into a relationship and then a marriage 
with Lucas because I was so content with myself. And I, I wasn't going into a relationship or a marriage saying you need to fill this void in me. That's already filled. I have God that fills that void, but I also am confident and content in myself that I'm not saying I want to marry you so you can fix me or you, so you can fill a void. I want to marry you because I love you and I want to do life with you. And I want to walk, keep walking like towards God and towards our passions together but I don't need you to come swoop me up and pick me up and do everything for me or fulfill this void, if that makes sense. So I think from a wife's perspective or a girl's perspective, in my case, um, that's kind of where that comes in. Yeah, for sure. Okay. This question is, what is your favorite date night to take Brindley on? Oh, easy. Sushi. <laughs> Sushi moto. And that is, um, if you're in Destin or Miramar or 38 area, it's our favorite place to go. Oh, he said, we're not gatekeeping anything today. Go, go to our <laughs> hole in the wall. Guys, there's like six tables in there. So it is kind of a hole in the wall. Just know if you go there, it is so special. It is so special. It's sushi amazing. moto. We love sushi. We also like Thai food. Um, so we going get, to Thai places is always fun. We get really excited over food. Like it's such a bonding thing. Like it's so easy. Trying each other's sushi roll. <laughs> like the people around our table probably think these guys haven't eaten in seven years. Like what's wrong with them? Like we talk about the flavors. Yeah. We make each other try yeah. every bite. It's, it's, it's a whole the fa- experience. The faces when you take a bite, that's really good. Take, yeah. Like going on a date night with her is just easy. As long as there's like decent food, we, we can get enough stuff to make us like smile, laugh and try everything. <laughs> and I don't know about you guys, if you have a boyfriend or husband too, but he could no joke, order three entrees and finish them all. Like he has an endless stomach. So it's so funny because he gets to order like multiple things. I think on a typical night, it'd be two entrees and two appetizers just for him. And then I get my own thing and you get to try and I get to try everything. So it's like, I get a full experience of the menu. Yeah. It's lovely. Okay. I love this question. We're going to get to the end of these soon. I think we'll do maybe two more, but I love this one. It says, I remember you saying he's always so positive. Does it come natural for him? And I think that's so true. He is the most positive person I know. Like it's very rare that Lucas is in a bad mood. And if he is, he just tends to himself and then regroups and picks right back up into a positive mood later. Um, and I think I know the answer, but I'll let you answer. And then I'll kind of chime in if you, if you miss what I am thinking. (laughs) Okay. Hope I hit it. Um, that is a big question. Um, Read it to me. So okay, I remember you saying he's always so positive. Does it come natural? Does it come natural for him? Um, yes and no. I think I've always kind of been a joyous person. Wow, joyous. Person. I've been a joyous person. <laughs> joyous person, um, and that probably comes from my parents and upbringing and stuff. Um, but at the times it doesn't. And I don't. I don't know. It, it just. I love living. Um, I love life. I think if we're put on this world and to be and to be around people and to talk to people like why not take the most out of it and and really um use it for good i think a lot of it is obviously my faith and jesus inside of me of living wanting to live like him and i just want to love on people i i hate seeing people down and i i have this like weird um i think a trait of ability to kind of read the room really clearly and read people and i and i use that hopefully to the best of my ability to hopefully touch people and bring people up and stuff. But, um, man, I just, I just, I love living. I love getting better every single day. I love the, the fact of life. And so I think that just naturally comes to me, um, of wanting to be better and wanting to be positive and impact people around me. And you want to get the most out of life, get the most out of life. Yeah. And I, I think it, and I also think of other people in the, in the sense that if I'm positive, then 
I'm affecting everyone around me. And if I'm negative, I'm also affecting everyone around me. So I can either let people down or try to build people up because anything I say, do, um, act like is going to impact someone that I'm at a store with and they're going to be impacted by something else and a domino effect from there. Um, but that kind of comes from, I think a lot of the way, the way I live with my health and wellness personally, I think working out a lot, um, sauning and all those like type things that I take care of my body, I think ultimately lead me to feel better and feel more confident and allow myself to kind of like want to be there. Um, and then whenever I am in a situation, I, I get myself out really quick, um, by, you know, I get to do this. Um, yeah. I don't have to, but I get to, and then, um, other people don't have this kind of situation and they'd be die to get in the situation and those kind of things. So I try to snap out of it it, as fast as possible, to be honest. That's what I was going to say. My answer for you on that, what I see in you is that you are one of the most grateful people that I know. And I say this because we could be in the toughest situation. We've walked through like a lot of tough situations in our three years of marriage. A lot of them were business things, things that we started, things where we lost a lot of money and didn't know what to do, things where things went totally down south really quick. Like we've gone through a lot of just weird scenarios that I feel like maybe people our age haven't experienced that yet and we had no idea what to do. And in the midst of it all, my internal self wanted to freak out and and close up and everything. And Lucas, of course, he felt the emotions of the sadness, comforted me, but he always meets me in those moments with like, well at least we got a house. (laughs) Like at least we have a roof over our heads. At least we're with each other. At least we have a dog that we can play with. Like he always finds a way to have that at least moment. And he always finds a way to recognize the blessings that we have around us. And I think that's rubbed off on me a lot. Um, and I can see it, how it's impacted my life. So I think if you're listening and you can get anything out of like that joy that he possesses and that positivity that he possesses, it's staying grateful no matter what, even in the trials, even in the hard times, especially in the trials and hard times, but also in the good times. Like when you wake up and there's nothing wrong and you just are in a whatever mood, like find something to just focus on and be like, wow, I'm actually so grateful for this today because I think gratitude just fuels joy and it fuels positivity and it's what keeps you going throughout the day. No, that is exactly it. And I I totally even forgot about that. Like being grateful, I always say this, that if if you're grateful at your core, nothing can really go wrong. And I say that and like, obviously things will go wrong, but if you can find gratitude and grateful and um, like privilege in those bad times, nothing technically in your head will be wrong. Um, And then a second part of that, I think um, is on the workout side. I think I do challenge myself a lot that to the point where I put myself in really hard situations just to bring this to maybe more the the guy side. But I think, I think women can do this as well is pushing yourself in whatever area it is of doing something really hard. If it is physical, if it is, you know, mental, maybe it's a job, whatever, just forcing it through. I'm going to push through this hard situation. I think allows you the next time not to feel that you're like, I've been here before. I know this bad feeling. I know this stress level. I know this, I can take this on and, and, and move past it. I, I know I have it in me to get a little, go a little bit more and further and deal with this hardship. Um, so it's a side of being grateful, but also like maybe putting yourself in some situations. So it's not brand new all the time that I'm always able to look at it and go, I know there's a positive outcome eventually. And I know, um, something good will come out of this. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this one's so cute. It says, um, how do you support Bryn during her cycle? <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> 
That is so thoughtful. Listen. He he actually has really learned and grown in this. So let give me, it to him. Let me tell you, this one is for all my guys out there, or maybe girls about to get married or something. I, just be have grace because <laughs> what have the girls have grace and maybe push some knowledge on the guys before you start oh, yeah. getting in the situation. It is it, it's hard. It's a whole new <laughs> process. Like when you're dating, you can kind of understand it but when you're waking every single day every single moment with your wife it is really hard and i did not understand it at times i'm like dude what is going on like why is this um so not to make it funny at all but it is it was a big life adjustment but now since i've learned you know some raspberry leaf tea some flowers understanding that you know hormones and emotions are all over the place not to be mean they just are so understanding maybe a an argument could come out of this for no reason without any <laughs> point involved. So like maybe just backing down at times so you don't have to be right, even though you know you're right. <laughs> well, no, just... I feel like Lucas, you might also have a different experience than some husbands because I am a very emotional and sensitive yeah, person. Maybe. And so when I am on my period, it's completely heightened. Like my emotions run wild. And that's always been my life. No matter what, when I've been on birth control, off birth control, I'm just emotional and it's heightened on my period. So in the first couple of years of marriage, like one week before that time of the month for me is when my hormones start like fluctuating like crazy. So I would have random mood swings and snap really easily, get frustrated at things that I usually wouldn't get frustrated at and just get in like a negative down mood. And it was hard for Lucas to understand because he can't feel that he doesn't have, you know, the endor or not the endorphins, the hormones that are like rising and falling like that. So he truly can't feel the empathy of what that feels like. And so it took time for me really explaining to him, like, I know every month this is going to come and I'm going to get in little moods and I'm going to feel this way. I might react this way, but I think the more communication, the better. And it's not weird. And it's not icky to talk about those things, especially with someone you love and trust. So like, tell them exactly how you feel. Tell them, you know, if you're, if you have a bad mindset about something, or if you're sad about something, like really just be over communicative so they can feel that empathy and put themselves in your shoes and understand why maybe you act a little bit more grumpy when it's that time of the month. And I hope if they're, you know, a good, loving and trusting husband, they'll understand and they will feel that empathy and they'll learn how to adjust things that they say or do, or the, maybe the way that they also react when it is that time of the month. Yeah. Cause I had to learn to adjust. Cause like we were just saying, if, if I am in a rut or in a bad mood, I try to like get out of it really quickly, whether that is a cold plunge or like, I'm going to do some burpees to get my endorphins going a little bit higher. And so I've been like, Brinley, come on, like what's going on? Let's just like, you want to go like, we'll run a mile and you'll feel better or jump in the cold bath and you'll feel better. And she's like, no, that's not the way it works. I'm like, yes, it is. Come on, start smiling, fake smile until you make it. And the hormones will be released and then just uh, learning to uh, adjust and learn and, you know, um, give her exactly what she's needing as far as time and love and all those kind of things. So yeah, you've done a great job with it. (laughs) I'm trying. I'm still learning. So some months are still curveball. (laughs) Yep. Always will be, but okay. I think we're going to wrap up there. I think we went a little bit deeper into each question than we were planning on. So I don't know how many we just answered, but there's definitely a lot more. So if you guys want a part two, please keep me posted. Please let me know. And like I said, if there's one topic that you're like, Ooh, let Lucas just have the mic and talk about this. Like the majority of the time, let me know for that as well. But Lucas, I loved having you on. I'm always, always excited to be here. Please come on more. Um, rip to the days when you were a guest on here a lot. Rip? A lot more. R 
R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. to the do, days. Do people say rip? I don't know. I say R. rip. <laughs> it's R.I.P. Rest in peace. Yes. Maybe we'll have you on more. Okay? No, I, I love it. I, I'm stoked to be on here and always will be happy to be on here. So Yay. maybe just have me on more. Love you. All right. Love we'll you. have you on. You guys, I will link any little products we talked about in the show notes. I'll also put this special podcast offer for our brands, which are Honey Swim, my app, and Kaizos in the show notes. Um, we just want you guys to always have a special podcast listeners discount to those. We love you guys. So make sure you check the links for there and we'll see you guys or I'll see you next Monday for another episode. But until then, I hope you have a beautiful week and make sure you keep sharing on your stories or in DMs and tagging me whenever you listen to these and what you learned from it and loved from it so we can keep creating the best content for you. All right, we'll talk soon. Bye guys.